CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. August 23rd, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference. The third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at tenbound.com conference. That's tenbound.com conference. See you August 23rd. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. This is a very special edition because we have one of our allies in the sales development world on the show, and she has been in sales development before, so she understands the pain and how hard it is to do this job. (laughs) Erin Bush with Lean Data, Senior Director of Revenue Operations. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Now, I know that you know you were volunteered to be on the show as an expert in revenue operations, and I was just really excited to, to chat with you and really understand this world of revenue operations that we're going into. You know, when I came up through the ranks, it was always sales, develop, sales operations and marketing operations were these separate you know entities in a lot of companies and it still is that today but it seems to be melding Aaron how did you get into revenue operations and become the senior director over at lean data well through a number of jobs I've been working for a long time but I started in sales development we called ourselves lead generation at the time but it was cold calling all day, every day, trying to identify good opportunities. I, through that process, started doing management of the team, doing the commissions, writing the scripts, figuring out the whole process. And then later through, you know, my next job as an account executive, started to see the end-to-end sales process and really wanted to help the whole team rather than just work on my deals, look at the data, look at the systems. And so I I went to a really small company where I got to do both sales and operations, set up our sales force. And then, you know, for the last five years, I've been 100% operations. So I've worked with a couple of companies building from the ground up how we do from identifying our market and our target customer all the way through you know, the sales process and, and working with them to make sure that they're successful. So, you know, that's how it evolved just from sales and sales operations into the end-to-end revenue process. Now it's the end-to-end revenue process. So I want to ask you about that. So the term revenue operations, you know, has come up in the last couple of years. You hear it more and more. Lean data is obviously, you know, a leader in this area. So from your perspective, for someone who's like newer to that thought process, tell us about what, what is revenue operations and you know, how does it the same or differ from you know, sales or marketing operations? Yeah, so sales and marketing operations each focus on 
one part of your customer journey or customer experience. You know, I started out in sales operations and focused a lot on Salesforce and the systems and commissions and and had a a pretty narrow focus there. Uh, And then I started working with our customer success team and seeing that everything they needed sales to produce in order to have a successful implementation and a successful renewal. And then on the other side, working with when I was at SalesLoft, our head of sales and our head of marketing to identify who the right target companies were, who really needed us, how to connect with them from the sales and the marketing perspective, and then really just connected them from both sides. So that's how I look at revenue operations is looking at your entire customer experience from a company that doesn't know who you are to starting to engage with them, actually going through the sales process and then working with them on a long-term basis as a customer. So the systems and the data and the process that sit behind that whole journey. Okay. That's interesting. So you look at it from the customer perspective and you're, you're, you're putting yourself into the shoes of the customer and how they go into the journey at your company. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Got it. Okay. And so I think mainly when people are setting up operations departments, they look at it from, it's a very internal viewpoint. So they're looking at it as how do we set it up within our own company, but where, where revenue operations comes in, it's more of a holistic approach, it seems. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think if you're just looking at sales operations specifically, your internal customer is the sales team, right? You're setting up the tools that they use, the data that they use to go after their target customers, their, you know, commission plans for how they get paid on what they sell. And that is an internal focus, but you're setting them up to be able to connect with the customer and to have the right information and, you know, to know, you know, who else that your company is engaging with them. So it all goes back to how you're working with the customer. Got it. And what what would you say are like advantages of setting up something from a revenue operations perspective versus having different like almost silos that they most companies have? So my original foray into revenue operations was very pragmatic. We found out that our sales team and our marketing team had independently bought the same type of software and we were not building our tech stack in a way that connected. So we we looked at the systems that we were using and how they connected from marketing to sales to customer success and ha- wanted to have an efficient and connected tech stack. So that's, that's really where it started for me. But then the way that I look at it now is not just our tech stack, but having a, you know a connected customer experience so that you know when we're working on a lead, for example, we don't want to have multiple people calling into that same person, or you know we don't want to have sales development calling into a customer account. We want to have a clear picture of who we're talking to at each stage, and through the right systems and and the right data, we're able to do that. Oh, it makes perfect sense. And there's so many moving parts. If if someone is listening to this and they're like, God, you know, our our we have those silos still and they're not really talking to each other and we're making a lot of mistakes that are not a great customer experience. Where where do you think that they could start to evolve from sales and marketing operations to revenue operations? 
for for me when I when I really started working with marketing was starting at the the very top of the funnel. So we were moving from just working leads to looking at target accounts. So we said who you know, from an industry and company size and title or role perspective is most likely to need our software. And then let's look at the market and let's find those people. And then let's, let's market to them. And let's also have sales development call into them so that we're working together and going in the same direction. So I'd say just looking at what are your goals? Who are you trying to reach out to? And asking those questions is a really good place to start. Okay, perfect. So because people talk a lot about account-based marketing or account-based sales development, like everything, everything's account-based, right? And so that that's really interesting. So you kind of look at it from that angle to start, and then you almost build it back from, from there, the system. Exactly. Yeah. So it, when, we, when we ask those questions and we figure out this industry, company size, geography, these are the people that we need to talk to. And then we look at, okay, what are the data sources to identify them? How do we get them into our marketing and sales systems? How do we track our progress on those things? It, it really all does start from the same place. And sales and marketing, at the end of the day, have the same goals. So even though they're working in different systems and in different ways, you can align them that way. Okay, got it. And and this is a little bit out there, so I understand if 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 <laughs> you don't have like a, a canned answer, but do you feel that since we are all basically working toward the same goal, right? We're we're trying to bring people's attention into they do a, some sort of action and then they have a meeting with us and then you know they make a purchase eventually. Should should we all be on the same kind of goal plan as far as our compensation or, or does it still make sense to have marketers be gold on something else than sales development and, and sales? You know, everyone's got their own separate goals because to me, the reason I'm asking this, it seems like we're kind of all rowing in a different direction, but the way that you have right. it set up is, you know, we're all really streamlined and efficient. That is a really good question and a really tough problem to solve in practice. So I'll, I'll give you the best answer that I have today. Is it's a little bit of both. So if we look at the company overall, we all have the same revenue goal. And in order to get there, we know our win rates, we have to have the same pipeline goal. And then the actions that sales and marketing take to get to that pipeline are going to be different. So the things that we measure on the front end are a little bit different. So for marketing, it might be that they have campaign successes. Somebody's attending our events, downloading our content. And you know, through a handful of campaign successes, we're going to call that a marketing qualified account. So that's something that they're going to work toward that leads to pipeline. From the sales development side, we're going to be emailing, calling into those same accounts and engaging with those people, setting meetings and creating opportunities out of those. So the meetings and the opportunities created still lead to the same pipeline goal, but we, we track both in parallel. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Got it. Okay, so so it's like 
we're all moving toward the same goal. So there's going to be elements potentially of compensation that lead to that one goal. But then there's also obviously everyone's job is a little bit different. So there could be elements of the compensation that are specific to like sales development or sales, et cetera. Agreed. Exactly. Got it. Okay. And so you you touched on an interesting point. So in your travels and, and setting up these programs, how does the sales development team relate to sale uh, revenue operations? You mentioned, you know, they're doing their specific motions. How do you work with sales development and then, you know, increase their efficiency? So I think that sales development is one of the most integrated with operations of any team, at least in my experience, because they're working with what's coming out of marketing, what is coming out of, you know, our target accounts, what's going into sales. They're in between this whole process and they use a ton of technology. So they might be using, you know, your, whatever your data source is, your CRM, your sales automation or engagement tool, your video, you know, there are they're scouring LinkedIn. So they're, they're tr- doing a lot of stuff and you have to have the right process and the right tools in place for them to be efficient. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's really difficult and there's, there's too much to do. So I've at, you know, every company that I've worked at works really closely with the leaders of sales development to put that process and those systems in place so that they can build, you know, a successful sales development team and, you know, especially coming out of sales loft, it was a huge focus for us there. Yeah. And they, they've been so successful and, and, you know, this all makes perfect sense. And it's like a lot of the people that listen to this are running sales development teams. They could be the manager, director, what should they, what's like one or two things they should do as far as starting at the top of the funnel, building that, that account-based approach. What, what are a couple of things that, that the sales development leaders could do to really forge that relationship with operations? So I I think it's looking at what is working and what's not working and being willing to evolve and be flexible. There's a lot of trial and error in sales development because it has evolved so quickly over the last few years. So I'll just give you an example. For us, we started using web chat with some of our sales development team and piloting it and testing out how we could get more efficient if the reps who were able to do that were able to build uh, in terms of the number of opportunities they created each month. And it turned out that they were. So now we're going to expand that to more of the team. You know, in past teams, we've worked more on video or, you know, other data sources, other things that might help the sales development team to be more effective because they're they're always trying out new stuff to get to, you know, their targets. Got it. And and so that that raises an interesting point because there's so many new solutions out there to help with sales development. And you know, usually the revenue operations team is is in charge of implementing these tools. And so if a sales development leader, you know, sees a really cool tool that they hear a lot of great stuff about, what's the what's the best way to bring that to you and, you know, bring up a new tool and and talk to you about maybe implementing it on the team? So for my team, we've mapped out all of the tools that we use by functional areas. 
so there are a number of solutions in each area, some that we use today, some that we don't. And so we're always looking at what is coming up in different areas, what we might want to use in the future, and, and planning out how we can continue to optimize our system. So for the sales development leaders, it's really just talking to us about, we think this might be useful. You know, they probably have salespeople calling into them to sell them tools, you know, the same way that I do. So, you know, talking about what they're hearing, what ideas they have and figuring out how we want to go about evaluating or, you know, piloting or testing something new. So we talk about our process all the time. So what does it mean when you get a meeting or get an opportunity? What information do you need to have? You know, how engaged is the prospect at that point? And and just discussing and asking those questions and making sure that we're all aligned and then figuring out how to go forward and what to do next. It's never yeah. finished. It's never a system that will stay the same forever. Okay. And, and this is really interesting. So when you're looking into this, like say they bring you a really good idea, they they tell you they've been hearing great things about this product and stuff. What what's your process for going and and checking out tools and and stuff, you know, to see if it's a good fit for your tool stack? It's usually a collaboration. If it comes from me, like a salesperson calling into me, and I think it's a good idea. I'll usually take a demo, understand it more, and then have that salesperson put together some notes that I can share with the leaders of our sales development or sales team uh, and get their input on if they're, you know, open to demoing the same product, if they have questions, if, you know, something that they've thought about. And the same in the other direction. They'll often, you know, have salespeople calling into them. They'll they'll demo something new and then we'll we'll talk about it and we'll get on the phone together and figure out what we want to do. And this is really interesting. So when you get on those calls, what what makes it a good, useful, you know, use of your time so that you're getting the information that you need and you're not wasting your time on just like a boring sales call? <laughs> that's that's a good question. I ask <laughs> Tons of questions. I think that salespeople now have to be super knowledgeable about where they fit, who else is using them, what value they're getting out of their product. Um, and so, you know, if they have that experience and I don't, I, I look to them to educate me. You know, we we recently made some changes in how we do sales enablement and I don't have a lot of background there. So I was asking the people selling to me to educate me, catch me up. How do all of these systems overlap or fit together? And, and they do a really good job of that. That's interesting. So you're, you're kind of relying on them because like the sales industry has like a bad reputation of people just, just talking a lot. It's like, you've got one mouth and two ears, but they forgot the ratio. And <laughs> so you're, um, and I mean, it's hard. I mean, sales is really hard. So what you're saying is you're kind of relying on them to be out in the greater industry and bring you, you know, the latest information about how all the stuff works. Oh, you mean the sales development leaders or the people selling to us? Yeah, the people actually selling to you. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I can talk about our platform and where it fits and how our customers are using it. And I would expect them to to be able to do the same thing. I think that, you know, as a salesperson, your job is to educate your customers, tell them how you can help, how you can solve their problems, how you can show them results. And then if you do that, you'll be really successful. 
Oh my God. Okay. So you heard it here first, folks. If you're calling on Aaron and you're, you've got a sales call set up with her, you better have your stuff together because she's going to want that information. And, and th- this, is, this is great because you, you've actually also been a sales development, in sales development, you've been in sales. So what advice would you have to like a, a newer sales development rep who's coming up and, and wants to be successful, wants to work with, with the revenue ops team to be more successful? Like, could you give them any advice? Yeah, I think to the first question, just to be successful, I would say, know your customer stories, go on your own website, read your case studies, understand just the simple pain impact solution and and be able to tell that in a really succinct way. And then to be successful in working with revenue operations, you know, just understand what your ideal recipe for a good day or a good week is because you're balancing research call time. You're probably setting up your email cadences. You're, you're following up on opportunities. You're, you're doing a lot of things. So figure out what's working and how to balance your time and then what's missing. For example, you know, maybe you have a list of accounts that you're going after, but you don't have enough contacts or contacts in the right roles. You need more information or, you know, maybe you're getting engaged and then people are dropping off and you need something else to re-engage them. So if you can help your revenue operations team know what's working and what's not, and then they can work with you on solutions, it becomes a really good partnership. Got it. And how, how do you like to get that information from like say a sales development rep would like to suggest something to you. Is it, should, should they book time and like run through it on a whiteboard or send you an email or what's the best way to like convey that information to the revenue operations team? I love getting new ideas uh, just because, you know, what we were talking about with someone selling to me is that there's no way I'm going to know everything. So, you know, always getting new ideas is helpful, you know, email, Slack, walk up to my desk. Any of those are good. I love whiteboarding out how things fit together so that we can really understand it. So, you know, booking time to do that absolutely makes sense. I do have, you know, a standing meeting every Friday with our sales development managers where they talk through what is happening, what they're seeing coming up, what we want to work on together. And that's where we prioritize our projects. Got it. Okay. And, and so just coming back to this, had you a uh, background in like, it's almost sounds like you're doing engineering or like architecture. This is something that you've learned as you've gone through your career, right? I mean, or were you actually trained to do this type of, of work? You know, I've gone through a lot of different training, thankfully, throughout the years. I, I've done a ton of sales training, project management training, you know, and all of those things are helpful and I take pieces from them to use day to day. I do think that it is kind of like architecture where you're building a system and you're you're building a collection of systems that have to fit together to serve the process that you want to work in. So, you know, there are a lot of different pieces and figuring those out and working with the different teams like marketing and sales development and sales and seeing things from their perspective really makes that possible. This is amazing. I mean, this is like anyone listening to this, this is this is definitely the future of operations and tying it all together and the experience that you bring in having 
uh, been in the chair of the people that you're actually working with in sales. And it's just, it's, it's really amazing to see this evolution from these separate departments to revenue operations. And the last thing I want to ask you is where does lean data fit in to all this? Because You've been a very, the company's very big proponents of revenue operations. You have the RevOps, uh, RevStars conferences. OpStars. OpStars, sorry. (laughs) Damn it, (laughs) OpStars. And and you write a lot of white papers about this. So where does your company actually fit in in all this? For us, people in operations are one of our primary customers. You know, and for a number of different use cases, if they're trying to figure out how when leads come into their system through their marketing operation into their CRM, how do you figure out who needs to follow up with that person? Are they a customer? Are they a prospect? How do you connect that person data to the data you already have and then decide your follow-up action? So it's, you know, things that operations people are working on that our, our platform actually solves. So we, we work with operations people, also marketing leaders and sales leaders, but that lets us see, you know, the whole process that our customers are putting together and how to actually make it work. Got it. Okay. And so it, it's primarily the main CRM is Salesforce and, and then it connects to all the different systems that you would plug into Salesforce, or can you use it for different systems beyond Salesforce? Lean Data sits with inside Salesforce. It's, Salesforce is actually the only CRM that we work with today. And so any data that comes into Salesforce or any action that you want to trigger out of that is what Lean Data historically has done. In the last year, we've evolved to integrate directly into other systems like SalesLoft and Outreach and Zoom where, you know, your let's say your lead comes in for marketing automation, it's in Salesforce, you identify that it's a, a target account and you assign it to a sales development rep and you want to trigger a sales cadence to automatically start, then we would sync out into SalesLoft and kick that off. So it's all of your all of your top of funnel stuff that's very manual is now done through the system so that the salespeople can actually focus on their job of connecting with that prospect. Yes. Oh my God. That is the dream, right? <laughs> I mean, and and just the the advances that have happened in this area over the last few years with lean data at the forefront have been amazing. And and that is the dream to be able to not send out as many mistakes, you know, and, and not do all this manual stuff and let salespeople become more fluent in the problems and, and the industry versus, you know, having to do all these manual processes. Exactly. I wish I had it 10 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. It is amazing. Aaron, this has been so informative. Thank you so much for sharing, you know, your wisdom with us on the show. And all all I mean, I got a notebook full of tips here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100 percent focused and dedicated to sales development, with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.